0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know why matter. it doesn't matter?
1: Because games.
0: Because welcome to episode 19 <laughs> of Playcast. That's why we in this week. We're talking about games where saves don't need them. Permadeath, whatever. Exactly. Just get good. But you need a patch to make sure that the game oh. works. Why don't you save kyle needs a patch then. We need to <laughs> We'll get that
1: sent out to our. Patching the devices. edit button. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's that's pro- put that as our most cursed intro of the podcast ever, I think. Just <laughs> sometimes the, you just need yeah. a bit of chaos. To the get first and...
2: downstep of society is return on not having a save feature.
1: Yeah. The second is
2: <laughs> The uh, Joker comedy scene.
1: <laughs> Mario Party getting an online update multiple years later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In that disjointed chaos that you just bear witness to, yes, this episode is about roguelite and souls-like games, but before we do that, is there something to like to talk about, Kyle? A little game that's on the horizon, it's causing people to lose their minds. Some people are saying that this is the era of throwing consoles out windows and burning the streets. They've said that, um, so as as we all know, Dog's Life 2 has released now, (laughs) ha ha ha. Of
1: course. (laughs) Uh, Returnal released uh, at some point in the last couple of weeks but I actually don't know when it came out and it was actually our trader boy Aiden, after watching him in the Jumping Into video, it sold me on, I was like, this looks like something I could sink my teeth into Um, we'll maybe talk about the game itself a bit more but I, I, let's get out of the way there's two big things that happened with Returnal since its launch and mm-hmm. you can either think that you're either on two sides. I think you're either on the side of even if you've not played it or you do play, it, like, yeah, this is fair criticisms, and the other one is just bullshit. Or you're on the side <laughs> of get good, and that is first of all, the game doesn't have a save feature in the traditional sense, which is really hard to explain to somebody. I was trying to explain to somebody at my work, yeah, what the game. She's like, wait, so if I go off it, I, I've basically just like deleted my save file and I've got no progress. Like, no, it's not like that. Because the game clearly does acknowledge that you've done a run and it's like, just, you know, it constantly acknowledges that how many, many deaths you've had. And you do have some incremental upgrades in the sense of, oh, you've found like more powerful weapons, you've had a character upgrade. What it doesn't save is in this fact of, uh, so like Hades, the only other roguelike game I think I've played. Um, no matter what chamber you're in in Hades, I think, I'm not sure about bosses, but you can just quit and save. And then you can load it back up and you'll be in the exact same room. Uh, Returnal yeah. is just you have to play until you quit or you die which I'm very torn about and so is, I know Arian's very torn about it as well because on the one hand it's quite refreshing to have a game that I know I need to commit a, like hours at a time to where I'm like okay I'm going to sit down and make this a good run and not do anything else but on the other hand people have lives and jobs <laughs> and the world doesn't work like that and it's, this is it's been a huge debate on the, on the Reddit and on Twitter it's just, you know, does this game need a save feature? Um, I don't think it does any harm having one. It, it, it could literally be an option in the menu if you don't even want to have it on. It, it just needs a bonfire system like Dark Souls. I think if you die, you still go back to the start. That's fine, but if I want to go hop on another game, I should be able to do that and then come back to where I was because it's... There's times that, and again, this is another thing I was like, if it gets to 10 o'clock at night, which is 10 o'clock is usually Battlefront 2 time, you know? got to go in some hvv you got a
2: segmented G. yeah i
1: know it <laughs> i've got my whole day it's a whole itinerary it's on a spreadsheet and then you know the guys are like coming on battlefront too. and either i go "Uh, eh, go and give me an hour because i think i'm having a good run here on Returnal, or i quit and just lose my save. and use i just quit or what i have been doing which is ridiculous been planning my day around the fucking game like oh i'll play Returnal for from five to seven because you know it's quite a free time and that means i don't have to worry if it runs over <laughs> which Again, part of me is like, that's cool, that's quite bold of a game to be like that, but let's be honest, it's a bit shit. It's quite shit. <laughs> that's a very shit thing to do, and every game needs a same feature. Eek! Because, part two, patch 1.33 was released, you know, just your typical stability, blah blah blah. Um, The patch broke the game to quite I've not actually seen, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen a at least in recent memory, a patch that came out post-launch for a single-player experience that was, yeah, you can't play this game, or it's going to corrupt your save. Which I, I thankfully, if I went on Twitter and saw that it was doing that, but not everybody checks a developer's Twitter account before playing a game. It's not something you usually do. You know, if you're going to boot up FIFA, you're not going to like, well, let's check what you hear tweeting to make sure my PlayStation PlayStation not explode this time. But basically what the save was doing, what, uh, the patch was doing, was literally, I know I say it doesn't save, but this was corrupting people's entire save to just nothing. So people lost their saves and the, the Twitter account was like, okay, just don't play the game until we fix this. Which, okay, that's all well and good, but not everybody has Twitter. And uh, I'm almost done with this rant, but the, the, the weird part for me was, I don't even know who, it, I think it was just a random Twitter account, uh, tweeted oh I lost my save in the patch that sucks, it's like 40 hours gone but I've managed to beat the game in 7 hours, boom which is like, that's pretty impressive, but then how smart could make the game retweet it like out of the darkness comes a new light I'm like, oh please go and just like own your (laughs) shit that you fucked up and don't be like oh wow, the the gamers have risen up to the challenge of us trying to corrupt their (laughs) saves it's like, that shows you've got a problem with your game oh my god, fix it don't tell me to get good, because it's a hard game. Just let folk have lives. It's embarrassing. Good night, everybody.
0: <laughs> I feel like over the course of Playcast, we've had like hints of the Kyle Rage come out. <laughs> and now today we've got like a full like free course dinner. Yeah, this is Rage.
1: Special I just sit you. in VR all the time where it's safe. <laughs> don't want to come out and so play actual games. Somebody
2: brings up Warzone uh balancing and you get that little hint of Kyle's <laughs> rage. I quit Warzone about six months ago,
1: oh
0: my god when I went on the other night with Sam and Aiden. I said, like, Oh, this is why I quit. <laughs> it's horrible. So I don't know if it's just me like being on a wire before the game came out. I don't know if, if you I reviewed to know, but was this feature of not having a save and it being very much predominantly like you have to commit time to it? advertised beforehand were people aware of this
1: i I'm not I, I honestly don't know all i knew about this game was that there was a house in it that looked like pt i know i say everything looks like mm-hmm. pt but it really looks like pt but part of me feels like, i mean i should look this up but i don't think there was because I, I don't know if you remember in the last week there was a lot of articles coming out that was returnal doesn't have a save feature as if it was yeah. a shock to people it wasn't something no, I, I don't have the physical copy, but I don't know if the back of the box says, like, good luck saving, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'll buy this. But no, um, to my, I didn't know anything about the game until I watched that jumping in video and then I'd already known by that point you can't save. Um, yeah. Which, I'd, honestly, from everyone I've spoke to, because I'm, I'm like, well, let me get the way, it's a great game. Like, it's really, really solid. But it's, and you tell some, a lot of people are like, oh, is that the game you can't save? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I'm not interested. In, I don't have the time for that. Which is a fair thing to say. But then if you say that on Twitter, it's like, you are not the audience for this game. This game demands you become a professional gamer. And it's like a lot of people find this game easy as well, which is strange. I went, I've, I've played it for 18 hours and I'm about halfway through, I think, and I've died about 40 times. And then there's people that I don't know have beat it within five deaths.
3: It's like, I just,
1: gamers, man, they're on that different shit. Gamers. It's all that Minecraft. It's just (laughs) done things.
0: I just wonder, because obviously it was advertised at State of Play, like when the PS5 was was coming out and whatnot a few months ago, and I I can't personally remember anything to do with that. I obviously remember them describing the gameplay mechanics and (laughs) how it plays and the haptics and stuff like that, because they were trying to push that side of the PS5. But I do not specifically remember them saying, oh, by the way, you can't save the game in a traditional sense. Mm. I don't remember that.
2: Well, no yeah. developer is ever going to be that up
0: front, <laughs> right? <laughs> Transparency in the game no. industry, Sterling?
1: God, imagine. Um, I, I guess that what I'm kind of alluding to is I'm so torn about it because I, I can't lie and say that there not being a save feature is mm-hmm. quite a, it is an engaging feature of the game because it does feel like a real event playing it. It's when you're in, yeah. and it's you can turn on a feature in the HUD that is a timer of how long you've been playing. So you can literally, when you're getting to a boss, like, I've been playing this for an hour and 15 minutes and I fucked this up, that is gone. Whereas if it was broken up into two, like maybe 45 minute sessions, it maybe wouldn't feel quite the same. But then, you, you know, you still have the choice if there is a save feature. It's not like the game's like, right, oh, it's been 45 minutes, pack it in, mate. Like you could just play as long as you want. Again, we'll get on to Dark Souls, but, you know, it's not like you're not a noob for using bonfires and dark souls like, <laughs> and even that is different because you die in dark souls you go back to the bonfire you don't go back to the start of the game because oh my god that would be that'd be fucking horrible oh my god that's actually giving me a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> thinking about that if you had to go back to the start of dark I f- souls. I think like
0: the whole no save kind of mentality is, is very much like a very old school kind of approach mm-hmm. I guess like very much harkening back to like kind of Early eighties, late eighties consoles, yeah. where you pretty much, you did have to sit down and and play it all the way through, kind kind of like an arcade machine mm. in a way, where you you put like pound in, you play so far, and if you die, that's kind of it. Yeah. But then I was thinking as well, like I'm pretty sure like even fucking Sonic Two had a safe system <laughs> or some. <something. laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a good way of looking at it.
1: It is like an arcade game returnal in many ways. That if that's kind of how, if there is a point, I'm like, okay, I need to quit. That's just annoying. I'm just looking at it, like, okay, it's an arcade game, you know. I'll, I'll go do something else, but it's hard sometimes. Despite, I, I'm under the impression that, from what I've heard, when you go to do your last run before you beat the boss, that can take upwards of two and a half hours, which is like round fifty on zombies level shit. And I already <laughs> know how grueling that is. And to and to know, and I, I need to stress playing Returnal. You need to be on your A game. Can you, you can pause lock. this
2: game? Oh, you can pause it. Oh okay. <laughs> my god you can, <laughs> can pause, you pause the well, game <laughs> that's what well you mean, never know these days god I don't know that's true I mean, it's you, true. Could, you couldn't pause out. zombies back in the day imagine they did that oh man
0: pausing zombies like I need to go to the toilet guys like <laughs> cover me while I'm in the corner <laughs> come back and you're dead like sorry the crawler died <laughs> he turned into oh, a runner I had
1: Ray Um, you can pause it maybe what they'll do is like right we've added a save feature but we've taken the pause feature out so (laughs) sorry Uh, it's so weird i don't know if you've seen but the house mark the developers they recommend even when you start up the game it explains to you like this is what returnal is this is what the deal is if you would like to go do something put it in rest mode Uh, uh, and it's of and again um they also tweet this "Uh, don't worry if there's an update just turn auto updates off on your console so it doesn't Shut your game down. Like, what? This is not... Like they talk about this as if this is normal. This is not normal practice to go turn off a function of your game console to keep a save. I've I've never put it into rest yeah. mode because I've usually just played it and then died if I had to go do something. But I know people again have been on a run, put it on rest mode,
0: and updates came out that they didn't know about, and they've lost. I do think. The attitude is kind of odd because I've seen people on like Twitter say, like, "Oh, he's so fucking metal that like <laughs> if you get an update, you got to start again." It's like that's not metal. <laughs> <laughs> he just it's sat there for two hours. Poor design. What's metal about this? Poor design is fucking epic. <laughs> um, yeah. I-, I guess it speaks to the genre though, because like whether it is roguelike Souls, like there's this weird appeal in difficulty mm. and what that actually like means for players and. There's always gonna be this argument of like skill versus difficulty, whether there needs to be an actual kind of set difficulty bar in the game or whether it's just a case of like, as we've spoke about like at the beginning of the episode, oh just get good, bro, just get good. But personally I don't subscribe to that Mm. mentality of like just get good. Like, I play games to enjoy them and yeah, it's nice to have a challenge Mm. but I shouldn't feel like I'm being excluded, for, like from the conversation, if you get me. Yeah. Just because of how hard something is, and I know still, and you've had a little bit of uh, experience on the social media in regards to that was fun d- difficulty in games, and we won't get too much into it, but I know you've had a bit of conversation about that. Um, I guess Stan, I just want to know, kind of like your opinion on on the genre. I know you haven't played Returnal, but I guess like. You've got some examples you were speaking about the other day and I just kind of want to pick your brain on what you think like the appeal is in these kind of games.
2: Well, I, I think first of all to what you said that the whole get good argument is just so stupid. Like it's so simplistic and like counterintuitive to like let's say cuz I know nothing about Returnal and I go yeah. to Kyle and I'm like, "Yo, I like this game. I'm having fun, but like it's really hard, and I feel like it, it's kind of not respecting my time. Like, how do I get better? And he's like, "To get good, loser." And it's like, <laughs> "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, I'm I'm just trying to have fun. Like, you don't have to gatekeep this game because, uh, you don't think I have the the barrier of entry, like the skill level to get over that. Mm-hmm. Like it it it's such a dumb mentality. I really really dislike it, especially you know, the. The saying pretty much came from like dark souls right it's like synonymous with the dark souls series like oh why is this so hard just get good shut the <laughs> fuck up i hate it <laughs> i hate it yeah, so it's, much
1: It's weird because returnal as well i've been dabbling like, it is a very difficult game and it requires you to really be like i said on your a game but on the one hand i think a lot of the difficulty does come from endurance and how willing you are to sit in and... so because sure, i know like you can Many people can play games for hours on end, but just I know me personally, my brain, I'm always hopping between games. i um, like, I can, I'll be on a game for like an hour, and my game like, okay, I'm gonna go watch something. Maybe I've got ADHD, who knows? But it's just so there are times I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm good at this game, and then there are times like, I'm my skills getting worse because you know I've been playing it for so long. Mm-hmm. I, even as well as like, oh, you know, I've like I've got something coming up later in the day. It's like, okay, i know, I'm getting distracted thinking about you know I need to decide if I'm gonna just give up, and I think as well you're when you're playing it part of you is like okay i'm not gonna put my my effort into this because i know i'm running out of time to play it it's just a very strange situation as well for a game that has already got the hurdle of being 70 pound to get over and so so that's already not you know that's pretty it's a big hurdle that i said i wasn't gonna go for and here we are but to have that and then you know because i think the fact that i think jake baldino he put it really well saying you if you're gonna get this game you need to know a hundred percent what it is i think if this is i couldn't imagine this being a game that just your average gamer walks into a a, a shop and picks it up i think that would be a very quiet if you can pick it up it's sold out uh, everywhere. yeah i no, that pff, everything's sold out i did not at least you guys I'm, have yeah.
2: ps5s for god's sake <laughs> oh the, lo- <laughs> the load
1: times are i'll give it that as much as you die it loads in about two seconds <laughs> So, same Resident Evil 8. Oh, load times, man.
3: Mm,
1: mm, mm. I think Resident Evil 8 has the best load times. Even better (laughs) than Returnal, so.
2: Man, you know what's funny? It's still got those nice uh, load times, but the elevator rides in Resident Evil are so fucking long. (laughs) Like, I counted it once, and, like, one time you get on the elevator, and it takes almost 60 seconds to get to the bottom, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's, you know, you just kind of sit there and do nothing <laughs> while you're be, just like elevator music downwards. I'd be curious if that's, I didn't notice on the PS5.
1: I wonder if that is a hidden loading screen on the, because obviously it's a big, it's quite an open world. Yeah. But as a whole different, oh God, that's a whole another podcast. But yeah, in return, I will say the loading times, it has these very cool like stargates. And it's, I don't think it's quite as instant, it's not quite as instantaneous know, on the Ratchet and Clank trailer. We've seen it literally is just, it happens when they go between worlds, it's almost there it's like a white flash and you're there but it's... Returnal is a very good example of the PS5 hardware so it's a very tournament, I think it is a really fantastic game but it's just it, I I want a save feature, just fucking add it in like they're just, sh- I mean, I don't know how hard that is to implement, you know, like that could be a huge <laughs> redesign of the game <laughs> uh, part of me doesn't think it is because there is rooms in the game that could very very easily work as checkpoint rooms that you just save at like, think of like Spiral the Dragon. You know, when you get a dragon or an egg, and it Zoe all comes back to it always comes back to Spiral, and then Junkie Zoe spiral. shows up. <laughs> yeah, except thick boy Spiral, and then <laughs> Zoe, the fairy's like happening. Do you want to save? And I'm like, you know what? My fucking will save it And then you go, <laughs> and you go off and live your life and look after your kids. But look, if you're listening to this and you're not sure about return that I'll, I'll put it to you straight. I've said this to many of the jump cut team. If you've got family, you're going to have to pick between Returnal and your family. And that's as simple as it is. Look, you've just got to... You've got to deal with it. All right? And
0: I'm, just deal I'm with picking it. Returnal.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do think, like, not just Returnal, but the kind of roguelike genre scene, in a way, like a big kind of mainstream resurgence as of late. Because you've had this, and then you've had Hades as yeah. well, which did like incredibly well um, last year. Um, and I've I've always, like, kind of seen the genre before, like, now, to be mainly comprised of, like, I don't know if it's ignorant to say, but mainly independent games and, and smaller games. And they've got, like, very ardent fan bases behind mm. them. Um, so I do think it's interesting that now we're having these, like, these kind of two flagship titles now push the genre forward. And then on the other hand of that, like I've said, you've got the Souls-like, or souls genre, like, just chilling on the sidelines. Doing its own thing and inspiring a wave of games that are either, like, saying in their bios, yeah, we're inspired by the aesthetics of Dark Souls. And then you play the game, it's like, it's got the exact same sound effects. And... <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same weapons and stuff. I'm not going to name names. <coughs> Mortal <laughs> Shell. Um, it's pretty good, I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying Mortal Shell. But yeah, I do think the whole kind of culture around both genres is really interesting. Uh, Sterling. These two games that you've um, been talking about this week, lay them down for me, because I know you've spoke about them in the chat before, like, ages ago. Um, Was it Slay the Spire, did you say, that you got, like, really into, like, around Christmas time? I remember when I was on About Getting a Switch, you mentioned that title to me.
2: Yeah, a friend came over and showed it to me, like, quite a while ago, and I'd heard a lot about it from uh, a writer at IGN and... I was like, yeah, come, come over, like, show it to me. And we played it all night. And then afterwards I liked it so much. I bought it as soon as he left, like on my <laughs> switch. And what Slay the Spire is, is it's a like roguelite and uh you have to ascend like throughout procedurally generated dungeons and you battle by having a deck of cards and, you know, you can attack for five or defend for five with like each card, yeah. And it's it's all incredibly random, and the the enemies are random, and and uh, the rooms you go through. But that that's the aspect of this genre that I like is just the complete randomness. Because I've beaten Slay the Spire, and I still go back to it every now and then, and just get like completely hooked for a couple days, and just play it nonstop because every run i do is is completely different and uh i learn more about the game and i feel myself getting better and even if i have like a really unlucky or bad run it's like all right i know what i should have done like uh the like a mistake i made like two or three rooms ago is like where my run fell apart and just stuff like that but oh. sorry go ahead
0: no i was just gonna say um the other game as well, um, is that similar to Slay the Sparrow? Is it completely different? Because I know there's another game that you're really tapping on as well.
2: Yeah, the other one is Enter the Gungeon. And Enter the Gungeon is like... Uh, That's such a fucking
0: metal type. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is... Everything in that game is like a pun on guns. Like it... uh, I, I can't even think of it. And there's hundreds and hundreds of weapons you can collect. And lots of them are like, pop culture references, like, stuff to, like, Ghostbusters, or Back to the Future, or, like, Super Mario Bros, like, stuff stuff like that, and it's really fun and and wacky. But, Enter the Gungeon is also, like, an an action game, like, you have to really learn the dodge mechanic, like, I I think it's more like Returnal in that way, if it's not, forgive me, because I've never played Returnal. There's a lot
1: of dodging in Returnal.
2: Yeah, you, you have to, like, learn the mechanics, and really how to move around, and and how to deal with enemies, but it still has that randomness, like Slay the Spire, that you're going to get uh, different support items every run. You're going to get different weapons. You can play as different characters, and they do different things. Like, And uh, Enter the Gungeon is even co-op. You can play it with two people at the same time, and it's still like just as hard, and you have to then divide your resources amongst the both of you. And It's, it's two games that I had, I'd known nothing about, and then the second i saw them and played them i was like i'm instantly instantly hooked and like got very obsessed with both of them Enter i could the not dungeon
1: was free um just yeah. last month as well with the stay at home so people
2: listening you might actually own it it i i could not recommend it enough even it, it is like the souls like genre where it'll probably be pretty difficult at first but if you kind of like the gameplay loop you you just got to stick with it and Uh, you know watch some videos some guides on it and and try to really learn about the world and how it works it both games have like this this deep like hidden lore to them and it can be pretty fun to get engrossed by it I think um well that's one of the strange things with
1: Returnal that took me off guard so I've only like I've played um so Hades is the main one I think to but I've also played games like um Moonlighter which is like a shopping oh yeah Yeah, i love that game yeah which is a really good game where you have to like it's a roguelite but then you have to sell the items and you use your money to make you better but again i don't know if this is it you you probably keep me right if this is experience with the games you've played but at least with hades at the start it is a struggle and you feel like you're i'd never get anywhere but hades you're constantly getting better not only skill wise You're upgrading your character. You're putting, you know, you're getting better weaponry. You're getting more powerful weapons. You're getting more health. Returnal's not really like that. Uh, You, which for the first eight hours, I was like, I don't. Although I was really enjoying it, I I feel like I'm never going to make progress in this because I was getting better as a player, but your character isn't. You're not. There's no really. uh, There's not really upgrades for your character, which is was really strange to me, and I think will be quite jarring for folk because it's not like even if you are shit. For hours on end, by proxy, you're going to be getting better because the game's throwing you a bone and giving you like currency to upgrade. There's not really anything like that in Returnal, at least to my understanding. So I don't know how is that kind of the same with uh, into the Gungeon
2: and Slay the Spire. It's, Slay the Spire is is not like your characters don't get any better. It's just you get better by experimenting with your cards and the support items you get. Like you'll, you might get two different things on different runs and you're like, Oh, these are really good. But then the time you get them together, it's like, Holy shit. This is amazing. Like I'm unstoppable. And, and, um, and again, because of the randomness, like something that can like that can always happen. Like I've been playing slay the spire for well over a year. And I still haven't unco- mm-hmm. uncovered, like, every card or or support item in it. Enter the Gungeon uh, is kind of like that. Because when you're exploring the Gungeon, you can find these characters who appear in the hub world. And you can't really do anything with them in the hub world. But as soon as you rescue them, then they start appearing throughout your runs to, like, uh, sell you certain items, do certain things for you, like stuff like that. Uh, so it, the game gets a bit easier and and it just gives you more tools to work with. Like you can, you also find a bunch of new guns and stuff the more you play. And even though that adds even like less of it, like you can't go into a run being like, Oh, I hope I find this one gun because there's like one in 500 chance that that's going to happen. Like you, you can't plan for runs like you kind of can and slay the Spire. It, it's almost complete randomness. You just kind of work with what you've got. But you're you're not really upgrading in either game in any sense. Okay.
0: I like um what we said a bit earlier, Sterling, about the game kind of inviting you into the kind of law of the world. And I feel like that's kind of prevalent in a lot of these games in, in either genre. I'm guessing you, Kyler, you've been kind of getting pieces of what the actual narrative is, mm-hmm. as you've been exploring and um obviously beating the bosses and whatnot. um I don't know how intricate that is. um Do you actually get like a lot told here, or is it very much you've got to just analyze the world around you and piece it together? uh I'd say a bit of both. I,
1: that one of the, the narrative in Returnal, I actually think I'll, I, I'm not sure what you would personally think of the game. I think you'd really enjoy the narrative. Um, it's very mysterious. Um, it's given me the world is very. Alien like and uh, honestly, really Prometheus like, which people might take or leave. <laughs> um, actually, I, I really like Prometheus, which is something I didn't, you wouldn't really catch me saying. But, um, basically, the way the story works in Returnal, um, which is different from other roguelikes, I guess I've played, um, like in Hades, basically every time you die, it gives you a bit more of the story, um, to right. an extent. In Returnal, it's usually when you've beat a boss, um, so like that house, if you remember from the trailer. Near the start of the game, I think, I don't know if it's when you beat the first boss, you get given a key, and that key unlocks the house, and you get the first kind of house sequence. You beat the second boss, the house is open again, um, and you can go, and you walk past the house quite a lot, but it's only when the light's on you can go inside it, and it gives you a bit of context to who the character is, who Celine is. Um, Outside of that, there are some audio logs you find from your kind of past self who's failed in the cycle, which adds to the story a bit, which is really interesting, but there's also. I don't wanna get, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but there was a point in the game where there was a some a more cutscene heavy section. It wasn't a huge. You know, it wasn't Metal Gear Solid Four or anything. It was still quite a <laughs> cutscene. But um, it's kind of. I think I've hit the midpoint of the game, and it was a really good moment that's made me really want to keep playing. Which could have been a point where I was like, oh, okay, I'm halfway through. I'm still. Got a long way to go, but it t- it's really taken directions. I didn't. I still don't really know where the narrative's going to go, and I hope it does nail the landing. Otherwise, it might be a bit disappointing. Um. So, so I, I am interested because, as well, House Marki. I'm not f- super familiar with their work. but Obviously, this is a huge AAA, like you know, genre defining game. That's really you know, Sony are really pushing. It's got a lot of money behind it, and it is very. There seems to be a lot riding on the story that. I, I, I don't want to spoil it I, I, it is very interesting where it's going and i hope it just it nails the landing but i think it's a good way of doing it i think there maybe could be it's difficult with roguelikes which you're kind of getting that because one player might die once every hour another player might die once every five minutes but you can't give them the same amount of story or that would be weird you know like if, if you give somebody story every time they die if that person who's not dying are they just not getting the story so I, that, that's something I'm curious. I don't know how that works in Hades. If you're just really good at it and you don't die once, do you just get to the end and it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't understand what any of these characters are. So it, it's a tricky thing. I, I imagine it is a very difficult thing to implement into roguelikes.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the, the example that comes to mind for me is is the first Dark Souls game. That's where really I got kind of my introduction to this kind of whole genre, and I owe oh, well, a lot of that to my friends at the time. Um, ryan and drew and danny if you're listening kudos my friends um i remember actually playing first dark souls i got it on the ps3 um but like only liked what three years ago three or four years ago um and the where we had the ps3 was in my dad's garage and there was no internet connection so i couldn't download the patch for it so it ran <laughs> like, like absolute ass it ran horrifically <laughs> And I'm like playing this game and obviously it's my first time like experiencing it and it's like hard at first of course and then couple that with like 20 frames per second or 15 if you're swinging a weapon. Why were you playing
2: <laughs> PS3 like 3 4 years ago? Why not? Because the PS4 was like very well and that Yeah, out. I had
0: my I had my PS4. Like, okay, let me give you let me give you the law. Let me give you the Sam Conner law. Thank you. Uh, so so when I was living at home, um in the house my parents have just moved out of um, we had like a garage and it had like like a ps3 and a pool table and stuff inside it uh, and that's why my dad would play a game because he's not he's not a big like gamer tm but like he <laughs> likes to play like james bond games and stuff on the ps3 so um i went to a car boot sale i bought dark soul because it was three pounds it's the special edition as well with the art book which i thought was like crazy um anyway fast forward they come around to play the game and obviously, because it's in there and there's no internet connection because it's outside and away from the house, that's that's the whole reason it just ran horrifically. Is this
2: like Shaun of the Dead, where you had the shed in the backyard to play? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, cause, um, in the living room, obviously that's why my parents would like watch TV and stuff in the evening, and I don't think my mom would be like, oh, you can't just sit and play James Bond like all evening. So he'd go into the garage and... like play a bit of James Bond for a few hours. He never played Dark Souls. I, I remember, actually, I, I bought him Red Dead Redemption, the first one. So thought, oh, he might get a kick out of this. It's like cowboys and stuff. And he came back to me and goes, oh, it's fucking boring this. Just ride around on an horse for an hour. Like, where's all shooting and stuff? I guess, what do you mean? Because well, the missions, it's just riding around on an horse. He goes, yeah, you can do that if you want to, but there's actual missions. He couldn't grasp the concept that you have to go do missions in an open world game. <laughs> So to so to my dad, uh, Red Dead Redemption is just riding around on an horse, which it is, but yeah, there's to more extent. to that. To an extent. Don't even get me started on getting him to play Ellie in a while. That was a whole different <laughs> fucking story. But yeah, long story short, Dark Souls got my introduction to that there. And yeah, the way the story is told in, in that game is kind of interesting because it, it doesn't really have many cutscenes, And if there is, it's mainly just to show you a, a massive boss that's about to tear you a new one in the game. <laughs> Um and all the laws kind of talk about the different characters and people that you meet and I really got like into that and I played through the first one now like two and a half times. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pro
2: gamer. Two and a half times. couldn't finish it the yeah. third time though. Did you do a no bonfire, no d- damage run? <laughs> no, but my friend <laughs> who who
0: introduced me to it, Ryan, um, he's doing uh, a soul level one run at the moment. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> I think I can't remember I think he's got to um an Orlando on it now he said so he's quite like away
1: into the game I couldn't imagine fighting Ornstein and whatever his fucking name is uh, oh uh, gen
0: like the thought of that makes my skin crawl <laughs> I had, I did have to summon someone, cuz um I I didn't finish Dark Souls on the PS3 I, I got the remaster for my birthday from Ryan that, um he bought it me um and I finished it there, but I did have to spawn somebody in to help me with that battle, because it is
2: yeah, this to of the play that worst video.
1: gaming experiences I've had in my life. It is
0: horrible. S- Still, and have you experienced this
2: battle? No, but I've seen it. Like it looks it's... impossible. I remember when I first played Dark Souls and it was the two gargoyles on top of the roof. Yeah. I was like, because I was having such a hard time with one. And then the second one comes, it's like, how the fuck do you do this? <laughs> two bosses at once it's impossible and then yeah I, I didn't even get to that the the one you just mentioned it god i couldn't even imagine it's
0: it's disgusting man is, i know folk like,
2: will be like good good then i oh my
1: God, i know it was, it was years ago but i can't that that fight is just i mean it's the i think really out myself here after that fight and i called something to do it i I mean, I shouldn't be saying this. I cheated basically the rest of Dark Souls because it just like couldn't <laughs> be arsed at that point. I basically in Dark Souls one, if I can remember, you get the necromancy spell, which is a fireball. You rank yeah. that up beyond belief, and it just—it's the most It one bombs. It's ridiculous. I was like, you know what? And <laughs> as well, like, so many parts of that game are really fucking janky. Like some of the <laughs> last, the the last section of Dark Souls is like fucking awful like, i, I, I said i'm sorry like that that's I, what when you're fighting that tree thing i'm like this is dog shit it's the most like broken thing <laughs> ever and then it just and, it, and when i saw this like we're gonna bring back bosses from the start of the game as normal enemies i was like oh my god i'm gonna fucking kill myself <laughs> <laughs> but i mean really, i really like darks Souls. i love the first dark Souls. i think it's a good game but um i'd to your story i don't have a clue what that game is about I don't have a clue what <laughs> anything happened I was like I'm fighting the big hench guy at the end it looks like absolute swole Gwen. looks like yeah like Kylo Ren and Last Jedi got that same body tie and I was just like throwing fireballs at him like man I don't know who you are but like just take the fireballs man let's get I done.
0: I had to turn off the music on the last boss fight because I was getting that so fucking mad at it I just <laughs> thought it was really odd that you're in this like huge fight at the end of the game and you've just got some piano going bling Blum boom boom It's like there's not. It's it's a boss fight and there's no hype music behind it. It's just like just some nice gentle piano while you get like ripped in half by mm. Kylo Swall boy. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Man. I'd, I'd say like Returnal is one of the more challenging games I have
1: played in my life. Um, but it's, when I think back to Dark Souls, so many of those deaths when I think about it, it felt just so annoying. And when yeah. I died in Returnal, I'm like, right, that was my fault. I fucked up same with yeah, like, but other roguelikes have played
2: yeah that's what dark souls is at least to me like whenever i die it's like oh this is my fault like i yeah it's on you guys. Yeah. To me,
1: I, I don't know if it's just me thinking back to what's, what's the name of the area that ornstein and smore in is it but you see so, yeah that like entire section i just remember like this is fucked like i just remember every enemy i just <laughs> i don't even know if this is my fault anymore i don't even know it's hitting me
0: <laughs> That, uh, just parry him, mate. Oh, just
1: parry mate, him. There's that, mate. I'm, no, I'm sorry. There's that point in that level where you don't have a clue where to go, and then you just start like scaling the castle, and it's like it's not even any indication <laughs> that that is what you should be doing. It's like, what the fuck can a game design
0: is that? It's an Orlando, man. It's Parry It's Parry City. That's why you become a man in, in Dark Souls.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm having PTSD.
0: I do know there is a game from them. Oh, that no. Stalin likes quite a bit. And he's talked about it recently on his own
2: podcast. <laughs> Wait, are but, you and I was wondering whether it are you he saying... would like to
0: reminisce a little bit about
2: it here. You don't like it? Or have you played it?
0: What, Bloodborne? Yeah. You know
2: he's not I've played, played it, it and oh, I, I do like it, but
0: it. I I haven't finished it. I have Good. also not finished it. Uh, yeah. i'm guessing you
2: have finished it <laughs> oh yeah it like by far my favorite oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh, not re-ash. fucking kool-aid man okay i'm sorry <laughs> uh yeah i've beat him multiple times it's easily my favorite like soulsborne game like my favorite uh e- like i even though it's not the same i like it more than enter the gungeon or slay the spire it's just it's beautiful it's it's difficult but fair it's um the lore is like something uh, i've never really seen i've never read uh st- like lovecraft books or or stuff like that so it's a very new genre and experience to me and once you get to the sort of celestial alien like stuff it's like man what is going on here because at first, like even though it is a very confusing story, like it's it's still a bit of a simple premise, like oh you come to the city and there like people are turning into monsters and there's a big hunt, and then it just slaps you in the face with there are these beings beyond human comprehension and they're gods and and there was an ancient race and blah 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 and I'm even confusing myself now just talking about it like it just makes no <laughs> fucking sense. But um yeah, it's just such a solid experience with, with uh um a true vision. Like it, it nothing feels compromised. It feels like a true artistic vision in my opinion. But what do you guys think?
0: Slap that on the box, man. I need that sixty <laughs> FPS patch, man. I need it. For the ps5 i can't believe that doesn't exist yeah, like shit. why have they not capitalized on that Cause it, you can get that like is it is it free when you get the ps5 is it in the hits collection I, think? I
3: i don't know
1: actually part of me thinks it is and then i'm not i'm not sure i think bloodborne was it ever free yeah you, it it was free free you can get point, it yeah. with the ps plus collection right, okay so yeah you'd think That's that'd be one cool. of the ones they're like can you give us a i think it's been proven that it is possible of hitting 60 fps it just needs some tweaks Mm-hmm. To keep balancing and stuff, I, I I do. I remember I did enjoy Bloodborne a lot. It felt a lot tighter than Dark Souls to me and a lot fairer. Uh, mainly, I mean, I really like, again, like, I'm not just ragged on it. I think the level design in Dark Souls is really fun and exciting. I love how it's all intertwined and you end up doing loops and stuff. But Bloodborne felt just a lot more held together. But um, mm-hmm. I think I said this when we talked about ex- our best exclusives. Uh, I got to like the spider boss and I was like, fuck this, I just can't. Eat i'm not i don't i think i did beat the spider boss but then i, I did get to the point when it got very celestial and i was like this is cool and i don't know if i, I just got really shit at it it was like <laughs> something snapped where i was no longer even remotely good at the game <laughs> I, was like, I, I can't i could, i was like, i can't even bring myself to get good against my best wishes but i annoying again it's like sakito like part of me really wants to go play it but then it's just so hit or miss with with me and from software games because it's like Either you get it and you can feel yourself get good at it, or you just don't, and that's it. And you don't have like, you know, Sakiro. I'm worried I'll play it, and I'm like, nah, I'm not good at this. I'm not gonna get good at it, and that's just it. I'm not gonna play it again.
0: Yeah, that that was kind of my issue. I do like. I think thinking back on it now, and when and when I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of games that have come out in the wave of both genres that are kind of inspired by others in one way or another. And I'm I'm playing Mortal Shell at the moment, and like for all the ragging on it, like just. Well, ripping on a lot of dark souls aesthetic and talk off of it. Talk about that.
2: Like you haven't you've you haven't really described what mortal shell is like.
0: Well, yeah, um uh, the the like the concept for mortal shell is probably the most interesting thing for me about it so far. Um rather than have like weapons and stuff that like you pick up and you upgrade like you would in these other games or like probably in dark souls. Um you have these things called called shells and essentially there's four of them that you can find in the game. And effectively, they're kind of like like an armor set, I guess if you will, like that you can wear, but it's it's also like a person that you're experiencing, and the way you unlock the law of the game is by um finding this stuff called like tar, and the more tar you consume, um the more abilities you can unlock for each shell, and the more like backstory you get for each person. so at the minute, I'm playing this shell that's kind of like a guy with like a massive knight sword and stuff called Solomon. Um, and that's where I'm at at the minute with the game. And I think that concept keeps it fresh, because you also don't have a shield or anything in the game. It's got a mechanic called Harden, where if you hold L2 down, you turn yourself into stone to deflect like, incoming damage and stuff, and you can use that in a way to kind of fool your enemies, I guess, like when you're doing strikes. And you do have a parry system, but it's different in Dark Souls. Um, Obviously, in Dark Souls, you, just, you can just press it at, at any time you want. Obviously, you've got to time it so it works, but in this... You actually have to charge it with damage so like the more people you kill you charge it up and then you can use the parry ability to obviously deflect a, a sh- um a shot and then repost in to counter it so i think it has some new kind of mechanics that are keeping it fresh it- it's just for me i'm finding it a bit hard on the aesthetic and lore point to get invested in a way because it is taking so much from other games and not in a way where it's, like, kind of, like, homaging it and paying respect. It just seems a bit derivative. But it, it, I am enjoying it so far. And it, if you are thinking of picking it up, it's, like, £15 at the minute on um, PSN. And also, for a PS5 game, it's 4 gig. It's scenes. 4 fucking gigabytes. gigabyte. Which I don't understand, it, it, and it also like surprisingly has some of the best haptics I've seen, um for a PS5 upgrade at least. Um, like the sound effects coming through the controller really good, and the way it implements the triggers, like when you're doing your, your parries and your reposts and whatnot, is really interesting. But yeah, um, over the Mortal Shell, there has been a lot of other games that have been inspired by other games in the genre. I don't know whether you guys have got an example that you like or maybe have issues with. Uh just Moonlighter, like I mentioned, I hardly played it but Moonlighter was like
1: Stardew Valley meets a uh, Dungeon Crawl and Roguelike. Oh oh fuck, I just thought of one. Tell you what. There's this VR Call- game, right? <laughs> 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 it's a jingle. Um there's this is <laughs> this VR game called um oh my god, I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, it's called Sutton, oh my fucking god, hold on. Uh he's going through steam library yeah, i'm and... literally <laughs> checking my folder it's called um what the fuck what is it until you fall there you go very thin um and basically shocker it's a vr game but it's a first person um roguelike or roguelite i don't know what, really actually I don't know what the difference is and it's like a, you're this kind of knight with two we- a weapon in each hand it's very neony. it's very like electro and you've just got to make your way through it defeating enemies and you get to the end, so it's like you know, it's it's your classic, and you get upgrades at the end of each kind of war, uh, level and take on. I've never actually gotten that far because it's really difficult. Which is, um, I mean, imagine a roguelike like it it's, doesn't really even try and be any easier. The fact it's in VR, you get fucking shattered playing this game because a lot of it is like, uh, put your sword. It'll come up with indicators like sword here, sword here to deflect So it's like ching, ching, deflate, deflate, and then hit, hit, and it's it's got kind of like a rhythm to it, um. So that's absolutely tiring. And then another one on the Oculus Quest, they're both on the Oculus Quest, but the other one's called, um, I don't remember what games are called anymore, In Death, which is more of like a horror archery kind of roguelike game.
2: Oh, um, I, th- I, I think I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it's quite scary as well. At times, like, it's quite scary to play because, again, you're in the world and like, it's all these like Yeah, demons.
2: I love this game. It's like the one VR game I've actually played. It's so fun
1: it's it's really difficult as well and, yeah uh, i've only ever beat the first boss in that and like I, it's quite again There's are save points in that a fucking vr game <laughs> actually separate. it but it's like again it's, it's a lot it's a bow and arrow game exclusively so like you again depending on how tired your arms get you've really got to be but again it's a different experience in vr having to be in your a game with a bow and arrow for an hour at a time if you're gonna do well but it's it's interesting because not me- not every genre can make the jump to vr you know i don't see fifa coming anytime soon but <laughs> it seems like roguelikes are one that do quite well i don't know if a soulsborne game would that might be you know pushing it who knows maybe there is one out there but i would elden like to okay, see yeah oh my god they come out elden ring <laughs> exclusive to the oculus quest <laughs> Boom. I Nintendo Switch Beyond. Labo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Scenes. But. Uh, where's, yeah. where's the FIFA roguelike game, man? This like procedurally generated pictures that you keep running down. Gotta tackle different players. You can pick up different items Who, along the who's, way. Who's the boss? like. Fat Ronaldo. Uh, The boss is, is the, um, the Super
1: League. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, the bo- just these businessmen in suits. <laughs> Just the old trap and they're like come on you nuns
0: <laughs> you have to shut pass it. the fucking ball <laughs> pass the fucking ball final
1: boss is you have to live out that um, Wayne Rooney's next striker TV show that was on like 15 years ago <laughs> you're just in that it's just Wayne Rooney like alright I'm looking for looking for our next what am I doing I'm so sorry
0: <laughs> go on continue uh,
2: with that uh, St Kyle uh, is
0: that how he talks uh, uh,
1: right. I don't know right. Right, Wayne Rooney
2: what's that <laughs> No fucking clue what's going on here.
1: Bring us back on topic, right? Controversial debate point to you both: Should soulsborn games have difficulty options? Yes, absolutely. Mate, you have just enraged the entire R gaming Reddit.
0: You know what? I don't. I don't know if if I agree. (gasps) Shit. Initially, when I started playing Dark Souls and stuff, I thought like it probably could do with a difficulty thing. But I don't know; if it's just because I've I've played through the game, and obviously, like, had a really good. I've had personally had a really good experience with it. I might I might be kind of biased on it because there is that kind of element where the more you play it, the more you get out of it, and the more you kind of learn about the intricacies of of defeating the bosses and. Their kind of like animation patterns so you can plan when to hit them and stuff like that. So there is that kind of element to it. So I don't know. I don't know if having a difficulty setting takes away from that. Uh, I don't know. I, that, And that might be something you're both going to like travel through my laptop now and choke me to death <laughs> for. Um, I don't know. I, I'm conflicted on that one, if I'm honest. I don't know if it's a definite yes from me personally, but I just think from my experience
2: personally, it's. I'm not sure. It's not an easy mode isn't going to be for the people who pick up the game and you know, they get through the first area of bloodborne, let's say, and then they get to father Gascoyne and they get like killed 10 times. Like it's not for those people. Like that is the natural course of a soul's born game. It's for the people who like, they die a hundred times on that first street because they're just not getting Mm -hmm. like the, the just the basic aspects of the game are too hard for them. And like Kyle said, it's these people don't have time to dedicate that like amount of, of their free like time to learning that game. Like, uh, and you know, I'm saying this as the guy who wrote that Zelda article that like the harder mode is you're going to get more out of it. But, and um. But that was that. I think with Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro, it's you're uh, <clears throat> no matter the difficulty, you're still gonna have to utilize every aspect and mechanic in that game. Like mm-hmm. uh even, an easier mode could just be something like you have less damage like like uh happen to you. Like you take less damage and you just have more chance to recover or or your healing items do more It it's not like uh enemies will just be cannon fodder because like to you and me who have played these games lots like normal enemies are cannon fodder like you just kind of brush through them it's really the bosses like then the, the the complete opposite of this argument is um you know do you want every enemy you face to be extremely hard like do you want every enemy to be the orphan of cause or the nameless king because like well the game should be hard that's how it's meant to be played like maybe there shouldn't just be common enemies maybe every single enemy should be a hard balls to the walls boss i
0: don't know like if this was just an idea that popped in my head like maybe these games have somewhat uh, in, like, an arcade mode, I guess, where it's a bit more kind of casual and you can kind of just fly through levels and have a bit more fun in that way. I don't know if that's something that maybe these games could see. Um, it's not something I've personally seen in these games. I don't know. It's You've really wrapped my brain on that one, Kyle, because, like, I'm very conflicted on that.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm probably the same. As- I do think every game should have a difficulty option. I think, you know, I sang the praises of The Last of Us Part 2 because the accessibility options in that game are fucking phenomenal. And it just lets you, if you want to play that game with infinite ammo, like the game's like, there you go, there's the (laughs) option to do it. Because, you know, which, and I love that because, you know, like, at least in my life, like I think, you know, says for my girlfriend, she's not very good at games, but she likes playing them, especially the ones that she enjoys the story, but. And then The Last of Us too. I can give her the controller. Like, look, I've put on some options that will help you enjoy it. It's on the easiest difficulty, and you can't die, and you won't run out of ammo. And then you can play that game and enjoy it. Not that I'm going to be yeah. like, right, you're Dark Souls. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Probably a bad idea, but I think the, the, the kind of similar thing is there. You know, maybe we need. Remember in Metal Gear Solid Five, when if you were doing shit, it was like, do you want a chicken hat? And It was like, it just called you like a coward. And it was like, but now we'll make it easier for you. I don't know if we want that, because that's just like, you know, antagonizing players for not being as skilled at the game. But it's just, it's never gonna happen. I think the the moment that an easy mode gets added to a Dark Souls games internet, internet's fucking, fucking criticism just collapses in on itself as a void of endless negativity of people arguing. But it's like at the end of the day, I don't understand really. It's the same with Returnal. It's like I enjoy this challenge and. I'm glad that I'm being forced in some ways to play it on this difficulty. Because um, maybe if I picked up an easy. It is tough because I think it is such a tough situation because, you know, like if a game like Returnal had an easy mode and a reviewer plays it, for example, and it's like, oh, I didn't think the game was that good. It was pretty. It was all right. <laughs> but then a part of the charm of Returnal comes from. Same with Dark Souls. Like part of the appeal is how difficult it is and that the joy you get from beating the challenges. So it, it's, you know, it's such a tough situation again like this article styling wrote which was won't get into but my god needlessly interpreted wrong you know like <laughs> we've seen articles <laughs> about resident evil 8 and it's like resident evil 8 play it on the hardest difficulty that's the best way to play it it's like it's just like a thing people say you know it's not like what the fuck?
2: what do you mean stop telling me off for playing it on easy like no play it whatever fucking difficult you want it's just like- yeah the, the, the argument isn't like dark souls and bloodborne need an easier mode it's just give more options like have a harder mode too like just have more (laughs) options for people to play like because it's even like going back to uh, we all have old games from our childhood that we play now and it's like i've done this uh, like a hundred times it's not challenging i've seen everything uh and it's like, man, I just wish this game would give me a little bit more. And, like, eventually Dark Souls gets like that. Like, you've played through it so many times where it really isn't a challenge. Like, just more options so that more people can play it mm-hmm. and more people can enjoy it in whatever way they, say, they see fit. And yeah. if you're going to write a review on a game like this, just disclose what difficulty you're playing on. Mm. And, you know, if... uh. If you're playing Resident Evil Eight and you say, "Oh, I'm playing on easy," and then a uh, paragraph later you're like, "This game has no challenge." It's like, yeah, well,
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point actually. That's, disc- you know, disclosing that. Cause I remember Resident Evil Seven, the Madhouse difficulty in that game, which is like the uber hard difficulty, is has moments that aren't even in the original difficulty. Like Enemies are placed in different a- uh, places. Um, all the items are moved. I think there's literally moments that I don't know if this happens in normal difficulty, but in Madhouse at least Ethan gets his leg cut off, and that never happened to me. Once, I've playing. never,
2: I've never seen that literally until today. I was, there you go. I'm writing an article about like all of Ethan's injuries, and I saw that video, <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember his hand or his leg getting cut off because he literally plops it back on, and it yeah, just that... like
0: he just stands on it again. I think that's just in Madhouse difficulty. Then in that case. See. There's something I've seen from from Village, and I'm just gonna throw a spoiler warning out there to people listening to podcasts. You've got like five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Um, I saw a bit where Ethan is going down some lift or something in the castle, and he gets his fucking hand locked <laughs> and off. And he
2: just plops it, and back then he puts on. it back on. That's
0: <laughs> in the that's in the new jumping into <clears throat> video plug. He, so he uses the gamer juice.
1: You get Aiden's I, I, live reaction to that moment. I was like, "Oh, you like this?" And He's like, "What?"
0: But, but it fucking—I <laughs> don't get it. There is like, there is a just, lore. He's just had his hand cut off.
2: There's a lore story reason that that happens that you don't find out until like the last ten minutes of the game.
1: Oh my! Also, they actually, I because I said that in the video. I was like, I don't know if this is ever.
2: Yeah, there's you, a you... there oh. there's a very sp- specific reason that Ethan can take so much damage. Oh, and really just plop his really hand back on. I really hope
1: it's not what I think. It. He's not. A, he's not like the, a vampire. I've seen that promo image thinking. that no. came
0: out the other day, where it's like this is what Ethan looks like, and his hand's just got staples and in it to look, keep
1: it. Looks like me with my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I, I don't want to say it in case I'm right. So, don't, okay. I really hope I'm wrong. Please don't tell me. But I, so, I, I, you
2: can I, you can type it in like chat if you want, and I'll just okay. say yes or no. No but yeah. I don't we'll keep want... it away from the no, viewers. No, okay, I won't say it because I want... I, I've
1: almost finished it. I'll tell you in the future if I was right. Uh, my friend told me I said, like, Oh if that happens, that's fucking stupid. So I'll tell you, I'll I'll probably finish it tonight and tell you how disgusted I am at the review, but I could be wrong.
0: Um, yeah. I'm glad this this was brought up on the podcast, because it's been on my mind for the past few days. Like, cause obviously, I, <laughs> I, like we spoke about on the Resident Evil episode, um, my experience with that, and how I'm not that down on the law and everything. And then when I saw that gameplay, like, what? I thought you were just playing as a normal dude. Why has he just, like, got his hand lopped off, put it back on and put, like, some sprite on it, and now it works again. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's a human power of sprite, my man.
2: <laughs> no, that happens in, like... Resident Evil Seven too, like he gets his hand cut off by a chainsaw, and they just like staple it back on, and it works. And then he gets his leg cut off, and just
0: that's not how limbs.
2: I know, but they're like at the end of Resident Evil Village, like they give a pretty decent explanation for why that happens. And uh, I I think the like what is it about the lore that you don't like? What me? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not that I don't like it. It's just that obviously, with not knowing too much in my head, Resident Evil like up until now is pretty much kind of not as supernatural-ish as I'm getting from the newer one. It's it's still kind of rooted in monsters and kind of crazy people and stuff. And I'm getting vibes from the newer one that there's more ethereal things going on. It's so much in better that game. It. So much better. Well, it's is is good thing. Yeah, I'm I... so glad
1: that they've abandoned realism
2: (laughs) well it's not even that like once you yeah once you read the files and get the full story like these are still just people affected by a virus like the the lichens are still just zombies at the end of the day they just just, yeah they look kind of different
1: we said this on the resident evil podcast as well that one of my favorite things is is the files that contextualize the enemies and there's still a lot of that in a it's just seven was so grounded and like Grab and realistic in some ways because it was just like you're in this house, and Resident Evil 8 is certainly more over the top. Um, I don't think it's quite Chris Redfield punching a fucking boulder.
2: Oh man, they reference that in this game, oh, and no it's I... so good, <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm so I can't good. wait for you
1: to beat it, man. So well, and that maybe it does get in that direction then. But <laughs> it's just like export. I don't know. There's something about it. It's like Van Helsing, man. Like I, Sam, if I know you. I feel like I do. I feel like Van Helsing's like a top tier film for you.
0: <laughs> Tell me it's I'm fucking wrong. garbage, but oh, it's high tier. No. garbage. It's, I
2: Resident Evil 8 looks very like supernatural on the surface, but like we've said, it's it's very it's still a kind of a grounded story at the end of the day. Like even even Lady D, despite her being nine foot feet tall and having an absolute dump truck, like that's with her heels and her hat. Don't forget <laughs> that was made part of the law. It's, it's like she still just is affected by a virus that like makes her need to eat human flesh, and like, but everyone's like, oh, she's a vampire, and it's like, ah, uh, not. So really. she's not
0: like a vampire in the traditional no, sense. No, not really. Yeah. Well, just address something for me, because I've seen this kind of topic making its way over the weekend with the game's length and it being like. 11, 12 hours or so. Um, And there's kind of a divide at the minute that I've seen where people are saying, uh, yeah, that's fine, like for this, the narrative game, because as you say, there's a lot of replay value in going back to them and whatnot, and you can speed run them, which, like, the series is quite renowned for. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side of that coin where people are like, oh, it's like it's a, it's a 40 pound game or 60 pound game, and I'm only getting 10 hours of a store, it's not worth it.
2: But Like, bro, you fucking bought a Resident you... Evil 3 remake, and it's like an hour <laughs> long for the same price. <laughs> like,
0: so I just wondered, like, you guys obviously are halfway through it. all, by I think. Did you, Stellan? Did you say you finished it?
2: Yeah, it probably took me a bit longer than ten hours, but it's like a. Yeah. Uh, the game is definitely meant to be played more than once. So even if you play it twice, that's twenty hours. Plus, there's the mercenaries mode, which you can replay infinitely. Like. It's, and
1: reverse mode when it comes out. Yes. Yes. And, and,
2: yeah, and it has that multiplayer mode. It's it's always just gonna boil down to complete personal taste and in, in what you think is worth that amount of money. It's mm-hmm. like a, a ten hour game is definitely worth a full price in in my opinion. And it it's also gonna boil down to how connected and how much you love a series. Like I love Resident Evil. I'll yeah, pay any cool. amount to play it.
1: Yeah. I think what'll be exciting for me is I, I mean, I don't know what the unlockables are. Please don't tell me because I love finding out. Um, like one of my favorite things about seven and four and even five is when you finish it and it's like here's an infinite rocket launcher, yeah, some ridiculous Gatling gun, and I love <laughs> replaying the game and being so overpowered. Can I? Like,
2: can I tell you one thing that's an unlockable? You can give me one. Lightsaber. Fuck off. <laughs> what? Fuck <off>. up.
0: <laughs> oh my. god. God. What, how... what? like an officially licensed. Not officially, license.
2: it's it's like a laser sword. Like is How'd you get it? Uh I can't I think you have to I was gonna say that, like, damn Disney. Like you're everywhere. Yeah, you be have to do like game. a hard challenge. Uh it's gonna be
1: like beat the game on hard difficulty, isn't it? Yeah, something no, like by the time the you've done idea.
0: Yeah. Unlock Goofy to playing <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil Village. There's
2: uh, Oh, there's a vampire <laughs> You can shove the laser sword up her butt.
0: Yay! <laughs> um, I've seen too many mods to do with uh, <laughs> already. Oh, that's a. We're not gonna get into that, but I've seen a lot of mods yeah, pop up over I, the weekend.
1: I, I think you you might have me a me start. I don't know. Capcom probably did not anticipate, not even like the fact that everyone's like fucking horny on main for her. I think the fact <laughs> her is a villain. She's like top like top tier iconic Resident Evil villains now yeah and she's, and she's in like in the game an hour like hour and a half of the game yeah and it's like i couldn't believe when i when i was like in the first hour of the game i was like oh we're doing this already i thought she was gonna be like oh, yeah well, last and then so and, and, and that can't be avoided i don't think capcom knew this was gonna be this was gonna happen <laughs> i don't think we did but it's it's a shame, because I think she could have been the main villain in some ways. Again, I've not mm-hmm. really seen enough of the main villain to make my mind up. More,
2: more people probably know about her than they do, like, Albert Wesker, who is, like, oh, yeah, the original.
1: But then um, Albert Wesker was also in fucking Resident Evil
2: retribution that we spoke about when he has that <laughs> horrific scene at the end. where he, Oh, my God. Um... Capcom because like you said Kyle like they it's already sold three million copies for the fourth year in a row Capcom has had record sales and it's it's thanks to like this game and Monster Hunter Rise and stuff like the company is doing crazy well they have that Resident Evil movie coming out the Re Verse a Resident Evil Four VR like they're they're doing fucking crazy before
0: we wrap up on that like just speaking to Resident Evil Four specifically because like that is. Quite a big fan favorite, as I've seen from the insert plug for the giveaway that we're doing for the Resident Evil Village at the minute. Um, You can check that out on Axe. Actual- a lot of people respond to that, saying that 4 is their favorite. Are they not doing a traditional remake of that, or is it they just are. purely VR? No, they, were, they are doing yeah, a traditional remake of that. Um,
1: so we've got VR one this year, and then remake next year, which.
2: Well, there's no confirmation, then, yeah, is yeah. there?
1: I'd, well, yeah, sorry. I mean, I've, to my understanding, Four remake is pretty much confirmed, just not officially. It might not be next year. That could be bullshit. Um, but from the last I heard, Four remake was like happening, which um I think we mentioned this on the podcast. Right, but that is a a Capcom must be. That's a big task because of the reputation it has, as being the best in the series. That it's going under a lot of scrutiny.
2: One of the best games of all time. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, this literally was a game that defined third-person shooting genre and survival horror for a generation. So,
2: Village is clearly like very inspired mm-hmm. by it.
1: Yeah, which I think is why I like it so much. It's so Resident Evil Four in just mm-hmm. so many ways. Which, I mean, that's that's good to see the fact that they still understand what made Resident Evil Four so good. So, I I I'm, I'm excited about the remake. I think it it'll be I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool on the one hand Um, because I will get to play it in VR later in this year and then that's going to be crazy seeing it in that perspective and then you know a year or two later to get it in a PS5 perspective it's going to be very strange to have it in those two entirely different I mean that's I playing it in VR although I'm really excited like fucking when I get to that regenerator oh my god there's no (laughs) way that's going to be
2: top most frightening moments of all time so I'll be sure to record it uh I'm a bit iffy on if there's gonna be an actual remake of four now that the like it, it feels very weird to put out a VR version and then a year later be like oh look we actually remade the game as well like mm. it, it it feels like odd timing to me unless like I think if it were to happen it's probably not gonna happen till like twenty twenty three twenty twenty four yeah uh, a bit later but. One last thing I'll say about Village to you, Kyle, is that I'm not going to give like any spoilers for the ending, but there's something I like I need to tell you about because you can very much miss it. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a post credit scene at the end. Okay. And uh, the scene involves like a car driving down a long road. Look at in the distance. Because there's something you can very easily miss, and people are going crazy about it. That's all so I'll say. Excited. I
1: need to go fucking finish it right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: it is... Uh, I immediately... It's the Avengers s- Initiative. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking Nick Fury. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Chris, Chris I've heard you... you can punch boulders. Have you heard about the an- Avengers Initiative? <laughs> oh, God. Ethan will
1: return in Avengers Age of... Age of Wesker. <laughs> <It's a whisk. laughs> just the exact same film as like infinity war but with
0: Wesker, he doesn't even need the glove he just does it we've added commentary from rich evans
2: on it. <laughs> yeah oh my god i will fucking does scared. that make chris chris redfield the first avenger because he was in the first game i, I
0: guess so yeah. <laughs> there we go he's i mean he's see fucking... it's all been leading to this the size
2: of him he's huge
1: <laughs> massive he was just like a, a guy in seven now he's an absolute monster
2: do you know he's 44 <laughs> in village isn't that crazy so he's he, getting he, up he's, there. Lo- he's looking like he, he's pretty down bad like actually of, 49 sorry
3: <laughs> oh my
1: god he looks like he's he, he's paint, he, he's definitely at that point he's like sitting on tiktok every night just like fucking i'm so done but yeah i can't wait i'd looked up by the way if i read you before remake the last
0: rumour we got was twenty twenty three. So that's quite a while away. Yeah. Is coming. Just a little bit. As always, with these episodes, there's a little bit of admin to do before we go. Um episodes like this and all the other shows that we do across Jumpcast are made possible by our lovely Patreons at the Only God Subscribes tier. Uh, I'd like to thank Chris Wilson, Enon Films, Zoe Baines, Dow Griffiths, Sam Luck, Ola Smith, Peter Hodgkins, Andy Meekin, Fabiana Rosas, Hamish Calvert, Martin Richmond, Manuel Bento, Robert Denny, and our newest subscriber, Javier Lauren. Thank you for showing your support. Um, we've got some cool things happening at the minute with Play. We have just released today, um, for, as it was exclusive to patrons for a while, the David Bateson Agent Forty Seven interview with our own Trader Boy Aaron. It's really great, fascinating look into how he actually got the role of Hitman as well as the success of the franchise of the year. So please do check that out. We've also just put out uh, pictures for magazine issue five, which has come around pretty quick. And I know Sterling, you were absolutely popping off in the chat yesterday <laughs> when we put that call out out. Um, it's on the Final Fantasy franchise. We're not just looking necessarily for pictures about like which game is the best, but we want to hear your personal stories of your experiences with the franchise. And we've also got, to coincide with Mental Health Awareness Week, um, a lot of great features going out about personal stories, about how games have helped people um, over the past year or so, and just in general um, with their mental health. And it's a topic that I really um, care about, so do keep an eye out for those features. Um guys, is there anything you'd like to shout out before we go? Go ahead, Kyle.
1: God pressure. Um of 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 the YouTube channel. I'm always doing uh-huh.
3: that. Um, you know
1: what? I'll shout out. I don't know. <laughs> let's just stay with the Dogs. YouTube. Channel. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, oh, let's do a meme. No, yeah, just the YouTube <laughs> channel. We, there's, oh, there's so much fucking content. But, I mean, it's just like check out the YouTube channel. Check out the site. It's just the amount of content that is going out. Not even just quality, uh, quantity wise, but the quality of the content that's going out on the website from everyone, um, and on the channel is don't want to toot our own horn, but it's it's pretty, it's
3: fucking pretty fucking good.
1: Like it's it's we've last month finding a second chance season was very i mean really that like, went better than i think any of us could have imagined <laughs> so i'm really excited to see what pieces we get for mental health awareness i think we're going to see some very poignant some funny pieces as well um as expected but i get you know what, just go play resident evil 8 like what, what can i say like... <laughs> Stan, what
2: about you um well like you said earlier uh The new episode of my podcast, Memory Card Memoirs, came out, and it's all about Bloodborne. And I was joined by the Save Room guys and my friend Nate and Harry Abbott, who's written for Play before. He has. Uh, I also started a new podcast with some of my friends and colleagues that's all about anime. It's called The Simply Anime Podcast. And we have two episodes out so far and a third one on the way. We just talk about certain shows and, and deep topics and argue with each other a lot uh last thing is i got work on twinfinite and play so go check out all the stuff i write over there i'm gonna write something when's the ethan injury the article out of <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm actually writing it today so probably within the next couple of days yes. there's actually even though it's a meme there's a lot less than you'd think there's like i'm doing it between resident evil 7 and 8 there's only maybe about six or seven between both games, yeah. Oh, I saw it. I think six or seven injuries. <laughs> Two are still of them pretty is getting so his well, hands, hands completely chopped off. So <laughs> why,
0: why, why oh. did it happen twice?
2: I
1: think I think the second time
2: was yeah. a bit of a meme. The first the time day. was super shocking, and it's like holy shit. But then they just put the gamer juice on him and and staple it back on. The <laughs> G, the G fuel. <laughs> Game with you, sponsor us. Yeah, it's G Fuel.
1: It's like, oh, my, my hand. Good thing I've got my G Fuel next to me. Ah, there you go. By oh, the God way, damn the- onion. <laughs> Ethan, how did you get the gamer fuel? This Resident
2: Evil is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I
0: think that's what appears <laughs> in credits. That's what we're talking about. Chris Redfield <laughs> is Fuck the Legend me. 27. End the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay just for you I'll, I'll end the episode um thank you for listening everybody and always putting up with our weird tangents towards every episode uh it's been a pleasure as always we will catch you again uh on our next episode um which is going to be about the ps5 since its launch we'll catch you all soon bye bye